type of stuff's gonna be like a drug. Like you're gonna sit there, you're gonna be like, man, this is awesome, it's a lot of fun. And all of a sudden, you wanna get back into it. Like, I can't wait for next week. Hey, get, get your last little stretch in. Freezing all loud, smacking all loud. You already know who this is, man. Like you said, Jeffrey Higgins. What's good, Brodies and Brodettes? We are back, 285 Live, with the whole squad yet again. Yet again. Yet again. To, messed up. Yeah, with to my right, you know, I got my boy Big Bay Rico. And, and you know, my right hand man, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then of course, you know, all the way up top uh, way past Alpharetta, and then we got the boy Jeffrey, Doctor, Brethren, Pastor, Brother, Professor yep. Jeffrey <laughs> Higgins. Yes, that me right now. I'm glad we have it back. You know, we are live again. We are getting our recordings in so y'all can finally see our pretty faces and whatnot. We got camera one, camera two. Camera one. Just no, camera we only got camera one today. I can get camera two going, you know what I'm saying? Two. I can get camera two going, you know what I'm saying? Get on, get on. I'll get camera two going. Y'all want to hear us on Instagram, you know, follow us on our individual pages. We're going to pop up sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to go. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I look like Bill Cosby. Big Bay, Big Bay, Rico, one two seven, one two seven. It's gonna be down. You're there. always changing numbers. Every every time, you know. I'm gonna stay. You mad dog? So two D's, two G's. You mad dog? That's the let's simple. see, let's see, and then let's you got, see, let's um, see. Daryl Lodge, D A R E underscore five times A J. Just put it together somewhere over there. You just hold it right there. We good. Yeah, 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 yeah. They want to see you, though. They don't want to see you. funky face. They want to see you on your channel. Let's slide that over there, then. All right, all right. Do, do but uh, we don't... Whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. again, we are back. And uh, as you can see here, we have the hookah that we've been talking about for, like, the past every episode. Yeah. And now, I'm going to go ahead, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and take the inaugural pool, you know what I mean? So then... You know, everyone will believe the me. The first pool of the year. First pool of the year. Let me go ahead and make sure I don't cough on nobody. And there it is. There it is, y'all. First pull. First pull. I'm going to pass it off. And of course, like how we do every week, it is time for our quick little check-in. Check-in. We're going to start it with, with uh, Big Bay. We're going to start with Big Bay. Dang, man, mad dog. Hey, man, look. I've been fasting. We haven't been doing this for a long time. So let's go check in. What, what you got, Big Bay? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling all right, man. Just been working hard and yeah. just living, man. Just enjoying it, taking a day at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Nothing too much, you know. I feel you, I feel you. Mad Dog, how we feeling, man? Uh, I've been straight. Yeah. Uh, been kind of getting back into school, mm. the workflow again. Yeah. Trying to go to school. I ain't gonna lie, this week I just did not feel like going to class. I don't blame you. I just sat there and I looked at him the whole time and I was just like. You well, speaking, just, he was, just, yeah, just, he was speaking Russian. Stuff. Basically, I mean, he, he is kind of foreign, so I don't know if he's Russian or German. Or, I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't called but, nobody Nikolai. <laughs> hey, man, look, he can't pronounce no names. He's been roll call. I was just like, hey, I'm not for it right now. I ain't got nothing against people from other countries. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But just let me take the class online. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to Big Bay. I mean, uh, no, we're gonna get to uh, Mad Dog and uh, everything when it comes to the topic. I'm gonna have him set up Dr. Higgins actually because this is his topic. He brought it up to us. It's very important to to everyone here. But um, my week, man, it was uh, it was pretty smooth. You know, I'm 
I'm training somebody at the job, and I've been tra- training them for the past uh, whew, almost month now. Mm. He's getting the hang of everything that needs to be done, and uh, shoot, it's to the point now he's getting towards the end of his program. I'm just like, hey, yo, uh, <laughs> you on your own, bro. Let's go ahead and stand over there somewhere, and I got you. As long as I can see you, I'm good. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's been great. You know, I'm setting myself up for a promotion um, or, or, you know, test for the promotion. So, when it comes to the more responsibilities, we also got, you know what I'm saying, big money. So, oh, yeah. uh, praying to God that we're able to get this done and get all the support. <laughs> I appreciate the support that I have already. Because he um, needs it. All them Louis Vuitton bags he got to buy. <laughs> all these used cars oh, are going to be on his shoulder. God. You feel me? Buying land, expanding. You know, yes, trying to, sir. Trying to buy the whole Conyers. Yeah, we trying, we trying to do it big, man. We trying to do it big. So, man, let's just let's go ahead and, and send it over to uh to 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 Jeffrey Higgins, All man. Right, resident doctor, doctor resident not Doctor Phil, Doctor Jeffrey Higgins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, what's going How's on, it, everybody? Going there? Uh, look, look, man. Hey, when it comes to life in general, man, you know, just keep keep going, keep pushing. Uh, that's what I've had to do this this upcoming week is really realize that life is, or life ain't. I mean, I already know life ain't nothing to play with. But boy, spend time with your family and your people, man, because that 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 they're all you got. So make sure you love on one another and do all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Amen, man. Amen. <laughs> so you know, we were we were kind of trying to figure out what to talk about this week, and uh, this one's kind of personal to to all of us. You know, we have our our moments of vulnerability uh for for a better lack of a better phrase or wording and uh this one kind of sits home with us uh whether it has been more immediate for us or uh has affected us in the short and long term so uh mad dog if you don't mind uh go ahead and introducing uh our topic for for the day yeah so this topic today that we're talking about is uh like you said it's very important to everybody you go somebody has to Everybody goes through something, you know, whether it's something big or it's something small. It's it's just it's personal to you. Mental health is something that's being talked about in this decade a lot more. Um, when I was growing up, we didn't really talk about mental health at all. Um, mm-hmm. So we do want to take this time. You know, we've been talking about a lot of Atlanta centric content. Mental health is important to Atlanta as well. It's important to the development of the city. It's important for us as black men Absolutely. to keep going on through life. So, um, we're going to start with Jeffrey Higgins. Let him give give us a, Jeffrey! a, a rundown on the mental health. If you can mm-hmm. define it for us, if you can, uh, you know, just give us something from you. Like how, how you dealt with certain things in the past. You know, we all just going to do the round table of Absolutely. talking about yeah. our mental health. Because yeah. we've all been through something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, look, honestly, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to, you know, everyone's really honestly, everyone's mental health in in a lifetime, when you think about it, your mental health at some point is going to always be great and not really always, but then in the midst of it being that always and, and, and with everything being consistent, you might have a bump in the road. You might have something that you've went through. And um and it, and it and it and it brought you down to like one of the lowest levels you've ever been to or ever felt, you know, in your lifetime or at that point in time in which you're in which you're doing what you got to do and stuff like that. And for everybody, it's different. Uh, for everybody, that's something that happens. It, it may be something that's your job. It may be other people that you're dealing with within your circle 
or people that you're dealing with with that, that are outside of your, your circle as well. But at the same time, we always have those moments where we're just like, okay, it's, uh, you don't know what to do. You don't know why you're feeling this way, but you know that the way that you're feeling isn't the best. You know, it's not the best that you could possibly be feeling. Uh, so when we when we really dive in and talk about mental health, it's all about where your head is at. But that can also be affected with what's going on around you too, and what you're doing as well. So yeah, I really just really want to, you know, like you said, we'll go around. I really want to just go and and really dive into how everybody else's mental health is right now. Absolutely, man. Um, I think for myself personally, I think when it comes to to, to mental health, first and foremost, that's uh, just as important as your physical. You know, we're always told to, to keep our body sharp, keep it healthy and let it run, you know, as, as, as long as it can, you know, Lord willing. But, you know, at the end of the day, we, we really ain't nothing without our without our mind, right. without our mental, you know, mind, body and spirit. Like that's that's definitely a. Uh, a, a, a linked relationship because um, you, you if you take out one you're really nothing and uh, for me I would say <clears throat> mental health would be just checking in with others some level of empathy some level of sympathy mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to your fellow man or woman we're not discriminatory here of course um, but I think we have a toxic trait as a uh, when it comes to men specifically, we have a toxic trait of number one, not talking about it. Mm -hmm. And number two, not taking it as seriously. And with us not taking it as seriously, we tend to trudge through it. You know, we've seen multiple generations and, and I, I think uh, Dr. Higgins talked about this in one of our episodes of mm -hmm. uh, generational curses. Yeah. Like that, in my opinion, would definitely be a generational curse of, you know, taking it in stride and keep moving, not expressing yourself, and all of a sudden, now your relationships are failing because you you secluded yourself, or or you're trying to. You're, there's always some overdoing of something. You're either overexerting yourself or you're over secluding yourself. You know, if that's even a phrase. Balance. Yeah, there's yeah exactly. There's there's no balance whatsoever, and um, without that man, you know that's that's where. A lot of problems hit I've, I've literally seen my my dad personally i've seen him go through stuff he never expressed why he was going through stuff or what he was going through then all of a sudden his uh blood pressure was going up he was getting sick a lot more like mm -hmm. the slightest little thing would turn him up into something that i don't like seeing you right. know i didn't like seeing growing up yeah but all of a sudden, you know, he just so happens to quote unquote get better and go into work. And I'm just like, you still didn't resolve what you were dealing with prior to. So it with with us men and we have a, a wide range of, of ages within our family, within this group yeah. of 285 Live, man. And, and, you know, the information that was given to myself and Mad Dog would be totally different or lack of information that was uh, compared to what Big Bay and uh, Jeffrey Higgins has, so uh, I'm appreciative. I've I've had to you know kind of step back and look at myself at what's known as the uh, what's that self-reflecting glass, self-mirror glass, something like that. Yeah, 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 you know, one of those sociology things, and um, just had to figure out how do I how am I viewed to others? Like if I were to take a step back yeah. and look at situations that 
weren't necessarily as important or, or, or weren't as in need of, of such high emotion. Yeah. And um, I really had, especially going into, especially going into relationships, because that's a killer too. So I had to take a step back and reevaluate who I was before I could even step forward and progress to, to, to where I'm at right now. Mm. And I'm very appreciative of someone being able to be like, hey, bro, are you good? Yeah. We don't, we don't check in as grown men a lot. Um, I will definitely say to your point, um, just going back, it, it is, I, I feel like the reason that us mainly black men have this issue with opening up to people uh going to therapy stuff like that is because when when i was growing up it was like taboo yeah to to have mental issues as right. a you know a male you know women could have and i'm not you know typecasting anybody but from what i've seen women they could have their their moments where they get emotional they could have their moments where somebody sits down and talk to them but for men for boys, young young black men, and especially in Atlanta, if you had some type of like disturbance, you weren't going on the same track as everybody else. You were seen as like you know a, a bad kid, an idiot, like yeah. uh, all types of names. You were just not somebody people would favor. The older generation the older would call generation. us. They would call us call us people special. Yeah, they oh, call he's you just special. Yeah, they call you special. They put yeah. you in your own little corner. They wouldn't give you any type of attention that you needed. So. <laughs> In order to, you know, mask that and to blend in, we would have to keep that to ourselves. Absolutely. We would have to keep pushing and saying, okay, I can keep going. You know, I don't need to tell nobody. I just have... And if you weren't spiritual at the time, because I, I wasn't really as spiritual, mm -hmm. all you had was yourself. So you would talk out loud and say, you know, I, all I got to do is keep going. I'm not going to let this bother me. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it yeah. builds up to a point and then you, you explode. And then now you're seen as angry. Now you're seen, you're seen as... Um, erratic people think you got control issues all yeah. types of stuff just because those things weren't addressed and they weren't allowed to be addressed because yeah. of the taboo that was placed in front of you right mm -hmm. you think you think um another thing would have to be uh when it comes to mental mental health and when it comes to you know us men being checked on when you when you think about it we're viewed as you know the provider absolutely you got to be the alpha male. Mm -hmm. When when it comes to us, uh, not everybody goes through this, but a lot of us as black men, when it comes to us, our uh, you know our upbringings, we weren't really able to show emotion like that. So then, when you get older, and 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 then you know you don't have people checking up on you, you think that's the norm. Yeah. Uh, when really in reality, it's not. And then you you have another thing is, when it comes to our mental health as black men. And we'll get into the trauma realm of everything later on. But when it comes to our mental health and then plus that trauma, um, there has to be a point in time in your life where you just be like, okay, I can't really let this affect me like that. Because if you keep letting it affect you like that and it gets under your skin and it makes you mad, even when you think about it, it's just like, okay, now that's really taking over you. You won't be able to progress like that. You won't be able to do whatever you, it is that you have to do like that because you're so stuck in that mindset and in, in, in that that part of um, that that sacred part of your life that just wasn't the best part of your life. You got to be able to kind of look past it. I'm not saying forget it, but kind of look past it in a way so that you can be better and do what you got to do for yourself. Yeah. So, um, I'm agreeing with everything y'all saying, man. Um, 
you definitely got to, like Marshawn Lynch, you got to take care of your mental. You got to take care of your chicken. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, for uh, men just in general, not even just black men, and men just in general, we're, we're always looked to as the, the strong person and the person that's getting through all the hard situations. But, you know, yeah, mental health wasn't looked at how it is like now that it was back then. Back then they'd be like, oh, rub it off, uh, take it off. But put some dirt on that wound. Put some dirt on that wound. But the whole time the dirt that they would put on that wound was making it worse. Like, a lot of our men, especially I can say in the black community in the older days, to deal with their stress and coping, not like not a normal way they deal with it with with drinking or drugs or or lashing out on their wives or um, children, and it, that was not necessarily a good thing. They, even though they would say, "Oh, that's soft," if you talk about your feelings and that, but they never talked about it. They let it build up inside, and yep. it, it it burned like a teapot, and it, when it finally you know just went out, they lashed out on other people. But now yeah. it's better, you know, because people could talk to each other. You know, it's okay to call your friends. <laughs> Or, you know, I've lost two friends this year, um, or last yeah. year, 2021, just at the end of the year, mm. from suicide. Um, wow. So, you know, I wish I could have told them. I mean, I talked to them. I feel like they know they could have talked to me, but I wish I could have told them, you know, hey, man, you could talk to me anytime. Yeah. Uh, you could just call me, you know what I'm saying? Tell tell me to shut up, and I'll just listen to you. Yeah. You know, because uh, some people just need somebody to just hear them out, hear them out, hit out their feelings and emotions without even it giving in input and if they ask for the input then that's okay but some people just need people to talk to just to let it out you can't keep those emotions bundled up and um yeah that's real like could you could you imagine the 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 awkwardness or better yet i'm gonna just pose a question how long did it take you and this, this is gonna be <laughs> so real because i was just sitting here thinking about it how real did it how, how long did it take you to be comfortable mm. with telling your brother, your dad, your yeah. uncle, hey, bro, hey, man, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how we can say that, mm. we can say that to to whatever girl we talking to, we can say that to yeah. our mother, we can say it to our grandma, but how, like, how long did it take y'all personally mm. to let you know, like, to let you, to let somebody know that's that looks just like you? Hey, bro, I love you, man. Like, not, not even like honestly, play with. honestly, I must say, it took me a minute. Uh, me personally, it took me a minute because, like, growing up, even even though my mom would tell me that she loved me, it's just like I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Not because of I, I don't hear you, but you're not showing it. Mm. Like, like you're not showing it. And then growing up, now I'm looking for love in in all the wrong places. Doing all the wrong things, messing with, messing with all. Look, look, hey. Yeah. Look, come on now. Yeah. See, and there it, you go. That's and, it, and, it, and it and it messes with you. It messes with you mentally because now you don't know. You weren't shown that that proper the proper love that you know that you are deserving there of you from go. your parents. Because that's where it starts with. That's the first thing you see when you come into this world. Your parents. There well, they go. they are not. That's one of them. Shoot, one of them. I know at least one of them. Yeah. So well, with that being said. It's like you that you're not getting that. You don't know what it looked like. You don't know how you don't know how it should be done because it was never presented to you. So now you you meeting new people, you getting older, you meeting new people, starting to socialize. You may you may know deep down inside that that's what you're feeling, but just you don't know how to show it. Yeah. Or you may not know how to how to how to um how to really say it. Because how, of how, how it to say it and actually you. mean it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's 
really one of the biggest things and when but but when they say that you have to love yourself first and you have to learn how to love yourself first and then you'll know how to learn like love everybody else like yeah. that's a that's a real thing that's big because you sometimes you got to teach yourself how to love like it ain't about what's presented to you so I, I, I completely agree with you to that point because like you're you asking like when do we yeah absolutely so it, it literally took me into like my late 20s wow to, to be able to fully be like okay i'm comfortable with telling people like i'm going through something yeah i'm comfortable with laying out <laughs> there and, yeah you know being vulnerable because you know the taboo that they presented on us right and it took it really took that you know the movement to say you know every, when everybody was like okay mental health is something that we need to you know look yeah. at mm. it took that movement for me to be like okay i'm willing to step out with them and say hey these are some things that i've, I've been through so yeah. when i was in the military i would tell like my soldiers i was like you know it, it's not always going to be you know green grass you're not always going to see a blue sky you're going to see some bad days and i would relate them to the things that i went through like, yeah um my biggest you know moment of like when I, when I first realized that you know something was going on with me uh, it was like in 2011 before I joined the army uh, I was preparing to get go to the army I was I, was, I had my mindset like I need to leave Atlanta yeah I, I've mentioned this before and then I I got hives like my skin it broke out for like a month straight I had mm. like hives and I thought I wasn't gonna be able to go to the army oh, wow. I thought I was gonna fail like I've already just dropped out of college you know, my parents, they're not looking at me too favorable. Yeah. Even though I was like, you know, the smart one of the, the, the kids growing up. But right now they're not looking at me favorable. They're like trying to tell me what I should do. Mm. And I wasn't feeling like what they were, they were selling me. Yeah. I knew I wanted to go to the army and that was like my way out. And yeah. then it just like struck. I was like, you know, my body changed. I had, you know, stuff all over me. They weren't, they weren't going to let me ship unless my body healed. Yeah and that did numbers on my mental yeah that that completely it took all my confidence and threw it out the window instantly mm. like i was i was a broken man during 2011. i say that's like my worst year that i've ever lived in my life wow but just to take those experiences to grow from them yeah. and then to be able to tell people that yeah you know it's, it's big because people see that as weakness they say oh you why did you have a mental breakdown? You're, you're a grown man. Like you're supposed to be able to, you know, just take it, take know. it and, and keep moving. Like, yeah. no, but for real, for real, we go through things and people don't realize it. Yeah. Like that's a skin thing. Okay. You got hives. That's not that big of a deal to a lot of people. Yeah. There are people out there who, you know, can't find a job, who can't do this, can't do that. But every struggle is different. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you may be going through one day, you may be going through one day, but if you have something that you feel that is taken away from you, yeah, it's, this is the time to be able to find people who can, you know, support you, who, can, who you can be uh, comfortable with opening up to. Mm. Because if you can't open up, you know, if you don't feel like there's nobody there, either you can go to a licensed therapist who, you know, these people have psychology degrees, they have you know, they, they learn how to be, how to empathize, yeah. how to listen. And so I good. love therapy. I, I love when I, I went, I, I've been to therapy plenty of times for our marriage, personally, in the military. And yeah. every time I go, I'm just like, you know, it, it feels like writing in a book. 
you know, and then having somebody read it. And say, well, people need to understand it's okay. Nothing, nothing is wrong with you. Yeah. If just to go see a therapist, they're like, oh, he's not mentally sane. He's not, you know. Or he's sick. He's like, sick. You know, it, it's okay to go see a therapist because that can honestly prevent you from getting sick. You know, you know. Yeah. So go see one. You know, not even if you can't afford it, talk to someone. You can talk to your. Your friend, your brother, or write it down. Write notes down. You know, yeah. talk to yourself. And talk sometimes to God. you got to be willing to talk to people. Like I get it. You've been burnt in the past. You've been hurt in the past. All that stuff is stopping you from wanting to to share it because you don't want to be hurt again. Yeah, that is that is true. That is that, that is, is true. That is the feeling that I felt before. I know a lot of people have felt that, but you've got to be willing to to search. You know, you can't just give up on yourself and say, okay, I am sick. There's nothing I can do about it. Because like I said, you know, therapy ain't cheap, but it is a viable option. Yeah. So um, the thing about it, the thing about it is in our community, um, therapy is not a big, like you, like y'all both just said, therapy is, therapy is not a big in our community. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause like Mad Dog just said, you, you go to therapy. You go to therapy. You, you're seen as weak. Oh, you ain't you ain't got it all. But really, in reality, even when we think we got it all, we really don't have it all. So that's it's a big thing. Going to therapy is a big thing. It's something that you know we should not only push ourselves to to normalize, but push it to be normalized throughout everybody else as well, and making it a, making it a big thing. So absolutely, Jim. Uh, I want to ask you what. What ways have y'all found to cope with stress? Because I believe everybody can. There's things to lighten up the load. You, can, if you find, if you can find a hobby or an activity, or, or just something new you, you haven't tried doing before, I believe that could, you know, load up your weight of stress. Yeah, I'll start. Um, just going back to 2011, the biggest factor for me to get out of my funk was I went back to church. Mm. Um, mm. And that's my body not, spirit. Yeah, it, it's not a. I, I hate when people say like, "Oh, you just, you know, you just you being stereotypical. You're saying that going to church is going to solve all your problems. It, it may not solve all your problems, but it's a starting point. You know what I mean? Like, I needed that spiritual healing. I thought it was my body. I thought it was my mental. Mm. But in reality, I was, you know, neglecting my responsibilities of a, being a Christian. Because yeah. I, I was a Christian, I, I read the Bible, I would mm. pray, but I wasn't doing what I, I felt deep down that I needed to do. And I love going to church. Yeah. Like when my neighbors would take me to church, I love being there. Yeah. So it was all, it, for me, I related it to God telling me, hey, it's time. It's time to change. It's time to stop blaming your parents for not having certain things. It's time to stop blaming this person for doing this and running away from all your problems because at the time I was running away from all the problems. I went to Valdosta yeah. to be so far away from Atlanta, so far away from my parents' influence. Yeah. You went to Valdosta? Yeah, I went to Valdosta State. Uh, right. Just because just I wanted to be away from everything. I wanted yeah. to keep, I, I just kept running. You know, but going to church healed me in so many ways. It healed me spiritually. Like, a, literally like a week later, my highs were going. You know, my confidence came back up. Yeah. Um, I met some of the, the greatest people in my life. Uh, I, you know, I already w was talking to my wife. We were dating, but we got yeah. so much closer. I got closer to her family. So just just all that encompassed, like like you were asking, 
that spirituality helped me out. But there has been some times where I've used negative uh, things like drinking, um, mm. just things that I shouldn't have done. Yeah. But I thought mm-hmm. that would help me cope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they work, but they don't work for a long right. time. Correct. It's, it's a method of just getting some of that energy out. You know, mm. mental health, mental illness, all that is just an energy that's built up. And energy a, cannot be destroyed. Yeah, it can only be transferred to something else. Absolutely. So you that can either. Law Newton. Yeah. 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 You can either build the energy up and keep it in within you, and then eventually you're gonna pop, or you can transfer it to something either positive, or you can transfer it to something negative. But it's gotta go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. One thing I can say. One thing I can say for sure. When it comes to the negative out, the negative outlets that you use, like y'all just said. It's good for in the moment when you just don't want to feel it no more. When you don't want to feel it no more, I'm not encouraging no drinking, no none of that. Because I'm a man of God. I don't even do it myself. Wow, come on now. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes to the negative outlets, sometimes you need them, but don't make it a habit because that's when you... That's when you develop those bad habits and it becomes an addiction. Now, I can say, yeah. from I know I just said I don't do it. I do it. I lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've I've grown to to kind of maintain and and figure out different ways. I may call one of my brothers. I may call my girlfriend if she had the right. I may call. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I may call shoot, the other shouty you know, but yeah, I, I got the, I got all these outlets, man. I got in there in their positive outlets. Right, we got all them outlets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I might I might have to call them or I might have to meet them up. One of the two gonna happen though. But I just I got I got to make it happen. I got to do what I got to do so I can be in a good state of mind so I can be successful. Absolutely. What about uh, you, Sir Garrett? Oh, man. Um, so, for me, I would say, and this, this kind of leads us to our next topic, um, finding new alternatives. Um, it leads us to our next topic of, of dealing with trauma. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be very frank and I'll be very honest. Um, I would say, for me, I had a... Before I break this down... I'm going to just put this little out, this, this little segment out, this little nugget out. Not what you may not dub as trauma doesn't necessarily mean it's not trauma. Right. Right? So, so like, for me, right, um, like I said, I love sports, right? I love sports. I love everything about it, right? The Falcons calls me trauma. <laughs> but, but in all honesty, um, when I came out my, my senior year of college, um, I – didn't know what to do anymore in terms like yeah i got my degree all that good stuff but my heart was in baseball and um i just i had an insider that was telling me like hey man if you got you got a couple teams a handful of teams looking at you right now you know what i'm saying and as long as you play x amount of games you put up these good numbers then you're gonna get you know gonna get drafted or at least be signed as a free agent you know undrafted free agent and i was like all right cool you know what i'm saying i'm gonna put in my work i'm busting my tail all that stuff and then all of a sudden, you know, college hit. I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to. Um, I had a great hot start, and then all of a sudden I was slumping. And then once I was slumping, um, I, I just never could get right. Um, the Baseball is definitely a mental sport, and when things go left, you got to find some sort of outlet, some sort of 
uh, alternate route to come about that. But to make a long story short, I didn't. Um, I was extremely depressed. I had my first job ever. I loved it at first, but each time I would watch like the Braves play or I would sit there and, and watch a college world series, I'm saying like, man, I can still do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there was no, there was no outlet for me at that time. And I gained like 30 pounds. Mm. Um, I didn't want to leave the house. The gym was not motivation for me anymore. Cause I'm like, what's the point of me going to the gym if I'm not getting millions of dollars, you know, to go along because my body was my investment. Yeah, exactly. So for the longest time, I was just out of it. I was just so out of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh, and then my ex at the time broke up with me too. Um, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but, Don't come um, here, please. <laughs> but it was, it was just rough. Like I, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a lot, bro. It was, it was a lot. Um, another thing for me would be, uh, like I said, talking with my dad, um, just the moment of him being able to relate with what I'm going through. I've had, you know, plenty experiences with the job that I have right now. And, uh, it was just talking to him. Uh, he wasn't there a lot. Uh, surprisingly, as much as I talk about him, he wasn't there a lot because of the job that he had, yeah, the responsibilities yeah, yeah. that he had. Um, off day shifting, not the, him there for major events, but he didn't make his way there. But, you know, there were moments where I really needed him as a man growing up, yeah. you know, going into, you know, the adolescence and puberty stage and blah, 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 and, and whatnot. So, um it, he he was definitely my rock. Like you always need a rock, bro. Go upstairs, bro. Like for real, you, go upstairs, man. I'm so sorry. Go upstairs, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, my God. Nah, take it all the way upstairs, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, but bro, just put the phones down and cut that. Up. Cut this part out. All right, cool. Nah, take it upstairs, bro. Nah, take it upstairs, bro. And the time was so horrible because it was like, girl, you said my girlfriend broke I didn't laugh at that. He no, 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 no. Yeah, I get that part. We're going to cut all this out. Yeah. Sorry, live. Back, man. Y'all see the real, the real hey, unedited stuff. Yeah. It happens. But 33 to 36. Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, with, yeah, with my dad being the, the support block that I had. Like, I can relate with my mom, of course, but no, nah, it's, it's better with, when someone who looks like you and yeah. moves like you uh, makes things a lot easier. So you need so. something to relate to. You need somebody to relate to. You need that that totem pole to look up to and say, you know, this is where I need to be. Like yeah. some, just, I need an example. Everybody needs an example. Like I said, my dad was in my life, all my life. But there are some times where I felt like he was absent. Even though he was yeah. in my life, he was absent in certain portions of it. When I when I had to call up to him, I was, you know, I needed him yeah. to be there for me. And I felt personally that he wasn't. Yeah. And that sticks with you. You know, you grow up, you grow up, you go, you get into your uh, adult phase. Yeah. And there's a, a hint of resentment. You're like, uh, I don't need anybody. If, if my own dad couldn't be there, I don't need anybody. Right. And that builds up and causes, you know, other mental health issues that right. go unaddressed because you're just like, I'm strong without it. I'm strong without people. I'm strong without, you know, a support system. I can do it all by myself. I can do it all without God. You know, you start to get, you start to get this ego. You start to, yeah. to carry yourself in a, in a different light, you know. Uh, you start to get narcissistic. 
start to play people, use people. Yeah. All types of stuff builds up. And that's all a part of mental health. And people push those things aside because all people think about when they think about mental health is like mental illness. They think about, um, you know, crying in a corner somewhere or not being able to go to work. But narcissism, you know, ego, all that is a part of your mental health because you, 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 you put these conditions on yourself. Yeah. And you keep, you know, living life like that because of traumatic events. Um, I, I haven't had too many traumatic events. I, I just thank God for that. But there have been events that have built me, especially in my 20s. Yeah. Where I was just this, this kind of like a monster. I don't even like thinking mm. about who I was back in the day. Yeah. Because I was just kind of egotistical. I, yeah. I was, I had to put this, this shield around myself because I felt like people... First of all, people used to, to make fun of me because I didn't have money to get Jordans. I didn't have money yeah. to get all the nice fancy clothes. My neighbors would give me hand-me-downs and I would wear hand-me-down clothes. So yeah. when everybody was done wearing fat form in middle school, I was still wearing fat form yeah. because that's all I do, had at the time. Do so, you think that you were like when, when you, everybody's uh, interpretation of a monster is different at those times because we, we, we're not all the same monster in those times where we're really low. Yeah. Uh, do you became, Do you think that you became that way because you didn't know how to cope with what it was that you absolutely. were going through yeah, and not absolutely. having that outlet that you, you know, you have now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly believe that because um, when I did start to fill myself out, when I started making my own money, yeah. I started, you know, being more confident. And at that time, I was like talking to people all kinds of ways. I was like, you know, you know, F you, yeah. I, I'm doing whatever I want. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. I didn't I didn't care. I, I just literally lived life for myself at that point. Yeah. Like I would be, this is the time when, you know, being online was like a new thing. I know I'm aging myself a lot with this, yeah. but <laughs> it, it was like, I want to say 2007, 2008, when YouTube was first starting, I was one of those people on there just, you know, arguing people just for the sake of my Like ego. under the comments and stuff? Yeah, like mm. I, I would see people comment something Maybe it was like a Naruto video, and somebody would say like, "Oh, I think uh, Eno's the best character." And I'd be like, "You stupid! Like, yeah, why would you yeah, think yeah. Eno's the best character?" Like, and I would, I would literally write like essays worth just hurting people's feelings. Yeah. And it, I don't know why it felt good to me at the time, but I, I would do it. And I realize now, you know, that was a part of my mental health, like declining. Yeah. Because I, I was, I was letting my ego run me at the time. I was just like. And now, now being, you know, in my thirties, <laughs> again, <laughs> now, now that I, I've grown up a little bit and now that I found other outlets to, you know, handle my ego, I, I look back at myself and I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I did that. Yeah. And now I'm trying to be more positive online. I'm trying to be, I share people's stuff all the time. I'm like, you know, I, instead of disagreeing, I like to try to find a common ground more often than not but yeah you know trauma ego all these terms you can learn in sociology you can learn yeah. you know psychology classes you absolutely can, you can learn it online you know you got plenty of resources online to learn about mental health to learn about uh you know struggles of the black community if you don't understand 
from inside because yeah. maybe you're not black. Maybe you're not a black man. You don't understand the things that we may think and go through yeah. daily. Yeah. Like, there are resources, there are podcasts, there are all types of stuff so you can get that experience. And that's what we're trying to push. That's what we're trying to give you is the, the experience of what we go through. Yeah. You know? So everything ain't going to be about sports every time we talk. Everything ain't going to be about music. Everything ain't going to be about family. It's going to be about something serious. Yeah. Um, and to get off my soapbox for a hundred times. It's all good. Any other traumatic events that you can think of? Um, man, um, most recently, outside of the Mr. Parker situation that I talked about uh, mm-hmm. with the CEO, um, one of my uh, close friends at work yeah. um, has been back to work since this incident, since December. Mm-hmm. And the reason being was of uh, threatening to, to take their own life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was only a certain level of traumatic for me because, like we talked about earlier, you know, dealing with emotions and, and being on one end of the, one end of the spectrum versus the other. Right. Um, this particular person uh, was going through a lot and would vent to me about it. And so I was invested in what they were, were dealing with and checking on them and making sure everything was good. Oh yeah, everything's great. And then I'd be like, okay, for real, like don't lie. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember the last conversation from last time. And uh, you know, just, just hearing that news given to me, not necessarily by that person, because of course they're going through their own right. their own thing. But when I, when I received that information, when I, when I got that news, like I got scared. Mm-hmm. Like there was a span of maybe like I'll say like maybe a month or two where the people that I would know, whether it be social, like I met them through social media or I know them personally would just go off the map. Like you would, like I would go check on them and I would get no reply. Um, there'd be, uh, times where I call it, go straight to voicemail. And with this particular person, like I, I grew a a tight bond with them very fast. And for me to not hear from that person for a while, it, 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 it freaked me out. Yeah. It throws you off. It does. So um, I went ahead and, and once I heard the news, I put my feelings aside because, again, that's not my situation. It affects me to a certain degree, but that wasn't my traumatic experience. Right. So the best thing I, I would do and I would suggest to everyone that knows somebody who's going through something, and that's why I'm going to look directly in this camera at this time, please check on your folks. Especially if you say you care for them, especially yeah. if you say you love them, whether it be family, friends, coworkers, what may have you, someone who could bring the mail to you every day and you got a conversation with them, and you don't see them, reach out. There's a lot more resources and information that could be uh, access, uh, accessible, excuse me, and uh, just 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 checking people because you just never know when the next time you you'll see them. Mm-hmm. Um, just, man, it was who man that was rough. It was man, it was rough. And uh, just to be on the side and, and feeling so helpless. Yeah. Because it's like, what could you do in that situation? Like, the, the event was going on without you knowing. You know, you get, you get pry and pry and pry all these questions and try to dig under the surface as much as you can. But other people will allow you to only go a certain distance. Yeah. Let you go so far, let you know so much. So, you know, the best thing you can do is just go ahead and, and, and be that supportive person and... and um, they're doing better. Hmm. They're That's doing good. better. Everybody outside of one, um, the one that uh, passed away from heart attack that I was telling y'all about, 
um, everybody but that one particular person. Um, they're doing better. They eventually reached out. Oh, there's one other person, but um, that's the whole you know situation with um, pertaining to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's reached out. They said they're doing good. They just needed a mental break. And once they said that, I left it alone. Checked on them on occasion because you know they can only sort through things on their on uh, by themselves uh, to a certain degree. And um, just was trying to be the best friend that I could possibly be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, it's it's rough. It's 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 a rough topic. It's a very vulnerable topic. Um. I got a I got a trauma. Go ahead. Go ahead. My my I I I'll never forget this one because it just happened so fast. Uh, when I was in the second grade, this girl slapped me. It was raining, and um. She slapped me, and then her brother beat me up like two weeks later. If you don't mind, if it's not too personal, do you know, could you express what the reason was for? Or did it just come out the blue? Yeah, I was soft, and yeah, it came out the blue. It was raining outside. I had I had went down the stairs. I, I, I probably said something to her she didn't like, but then she slapped me. Mm. And then she kept, and then she stood over me like the way that like Allen Iverson walked over Tyron Lue. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then her brother beat me up two weeks later because I slapped her back. But I don't condone hitting females. That's a bad thing to do. Don't do it. I mean, it, at that point, it's it's a level of defense. It's not like it's not like you just walked up to her and doggone front yeah. and backhand her. She came up to you and was the instigator. So, and how did that stick with you? Uh, well, it was bad because when I had gotten to like relationships with like other females, like every time they like put their hand up to like give me a hug or something I flinch mm. yeah cause Moneybag Yo went through something like that didn't he yeah or was yeah. it G Herbo one of them somebody had an abusive girlfriend and, and everyone thought it was a joke but he literally was flinching you're talking about folks 6'3 six, 6'4 six, 200 to 250 pounds of, of, of quote unquote grown man yeah. and here's this lady that's who knows what she's doing behind closed doors, but the one time it's caught in public, everybody's just like, oh, man up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that I can see how that's traumatic. I can see how that could that could change all your relationships. Even because <laughs> physical assaults could happen at any time, and that's probably the reason why you were flinching. Yeah. I just know that. I just know that it messed me up. So. Yeah. Do you think do you think that there's anything you can do to kind of like resolve that issue for yourself or is it more like a Im- embedded in your mind type of thing? Yeah, it's more de- it's most definitely embedded in my mind. Uh but I don't let it get to me as much no more cuz I mean like I was so young. So yeah, but still yeah, it was crazy. That's and and, and that was in the second grade. Yeah, I, I had something happen similar to that. I wouldn't say that it's traumatic or it's something that sticks with me too much. Mm-hmm. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, dang, some, people just treat people so, so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking upstairs behind this girl. Uh, I think I was in middle school. So I was at in middle school and I was walking up behind her. Like I, I was a fair distance from her. Like, you know, everybody taking the stairs. So mm-hmm. they like I was creeping up on her or anything like that. And one of the, the jokesters in the, the school He's kind of clownish. He ran up and hit her and slapped her on the butt. Yeah. And he he was so fast, like lightning quick, that he was able to get upstairs without her seeing. 
And she turned around and saw me and thought that it was me. And I told her, I was like, look, I didn't touch you. It was whoever ran upstairs. But she instinctively went and she had an umbrella in her hand. And she hit me in the face with her umbrella. Dang. And I just looked at her. I didn't tell her anything. I was just like, yo, like, that was somebody else. I promise you I would never do that because I'm not that type of person. But, you know, some people force you into a stereotype. They, they force you because I'm a black male. It had to be me, you know? Yeah. It, it couldn't be nobody else. But, um, yeah, I, I hate that that happened to you in second grade. I hate that. It, 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 in some way, it's, it sticks with you because, yeah. you, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't realize that Domestic violence is not a just a man on woman thing. Man. It's not a man on man thing. It ain't a woman on woman thing. It's a anybody on anybody on any type of given situation thing. Yeah, and that can stick with you because I know for me, um, I don't condone that at all, and I don't want to like even the angriest I've gotten. I've never thought about hitting my wife. I never thought about never, you know, never. putting my hands on anybody like that. Because I, I know the consequences of it. I know that's not a cool thing to do in the first place. Yeah. You know, it, it can be just even if it's my brother or, you know, one of y'all. I'm not going to put my hands on you if I got a problem with you. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. Talk like if, if we, we somebody close. Now, if it's somebody in the streets. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I can't speak for them, it, bro. It like, domestic violence <laughs> at that point. It's just good old fashioned. Good, good hands. Hands. Good like, hands. Sorry. But. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this uh, this first portion of it. You know, we got a little hot and heavy on this topic. Yeah. Uh, it's a good topic to talk about, though. You can't be scared to talk about it. You can't, Absolutely. You can't be scared to be vulnerable with people you trust. Yeah. You know, and I trust these guys with my life. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I, I would go to war with these folks. Absolutely. Um, they're my brothers, you know. Just don't have me in the front line. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we can't have you in the front line. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you gotta stick to your role, man. Yeah, boy. But um, you know, like I said, therapy it's an option. I get it, it's expensive, but there are lower costing therapists yeah. who are actually really good. You can get therapists who are still working on their masters. They're, they're yeah. willing to talk to you for free. There are resources out there. We got the community centers out yeah. in Atlanta. Uh if you're not in Atlanta, I, I hope I pray that your city has some type of community center, some type of resources sure. that you're able to talk to somebody. And you don't use them. Huh? Use them, please, man. Because please. You don't even have to And if you got the house. right people around you in your circle, they'll tell you to use them. Yeah. You don't even have to leave your house nowadays. You know, you can do the teledoc thing. You can do, there's a. Star 69. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of mental health apps that you can just talk to a, a licensed therapist every week. You can schedule it on your time yeah, and they will set you up with somebody. You can put all the, uh, the different inputs in there so they can line you up with somebody you feel comfortable with. And that can just be your resource. You know, you don't have to share that with anybody. You don't have to tell anybody that you're going to therapy. If yeah. you don't feel comfortable, you just say, I need to every week meet with this person and talk. I need to talk this out. I need to understand that this isn't just happening to me. You know, because if you study psychology and stuff like that, they they will literally define all the trauma that you're going through, and then you'll be like, "Wow, I didn't know that's that crazy. Thing. I didn't yeah. know this was a thing for everybody." Yeah, you know. But uh, any final remarks from the panel before we go on our ad break? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I got one. Go ahead. Um, if if you're not going to do better for yourself, like if you're not doing something that you know will be better for you, because you're so infatuated with the outlooks of like how other people will perceive you or look at you, then you really have to sit down and have a real talk with yourself because if you want what's better for you, you'll do what's better in order to get theirs. So Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um that's that's very, very powerful right there. Um last thing I would say is uh I can definitely appreciate uh seeing more more grown men talking these things out. Um, cause like we said at the beginning, it, it wasn't really a thing. Um, you can see the after effects in, in the previous generations mm -hmm. prior to us, um, of, of how they coped and how they're doing and how long they've lasted on this earth, you know, Lord, Lord willing. Yeah. And, uh, I actually say it's pretty cool. You know, I'm a very unorthodox, uh, unorthodox guy. You know, I think it's pretty cool that we express this stuff. And uh, the reason why I say I'm un uh, unorthodox because I like to do the opposite of what the majority likes to do. So yeah. if those who are yeah. honing stuff in, um, I'm, I'm not that type of guy. Like, even if I try to hold it in, it's it's seen on my face, it's seen on my body language. And uh, it's just cool to see like the heroes that we had growing up, especially, you know, those when it comes to like athletes, you mm -hmm. know, cause athletes go through a lot too, especially at the professional level. And uh, seeing, uh, who was it, Brandon Marshall, Ocho Cinco, like all those guys sit around the table and was like, bro, I'm, I'm here for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And literally seeing like Chad Ocho Cinco break down and cry yeah. because of what he's been going through and what's been healed. He's been harboring in his whole life and breaking down with a group of grown men that he trusts and he loves and admires was was something that spoke resonance to me and so if he can do it you know what i'm saying like if the if the biggest personality in that, that to ever touch the nfl outside of deon sanders uh could come out and, and be that vulnerable with people how come i can't you know what i mean how come i i can't just go ahead and express myself because then the results will come a lot faster relationships could be mended quicker or or stronger yeah um, so, you know, that's, that's the one thing I would say, express yourself, trust the people that you're around with said words, trust them to, to not take advantage of said emotions, man. And, uh, let's, let's just try to do better as a community. Um, yep. everyone, I, I, I love, I love my boys here. I got, got my back. Even, even when big Bay Rico gets on my nerves and I want to snap his neck sometimes, man. Um, all it's, it's, it's all out of love. If he dies, he dies out of love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, 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 and just in case y'all don't know what, um, um, Sir Garrett was talking about, he's talking about the I am athlete podcast. Mm. Um, most definitely go watch it. Yes. Uh, for women, they have, I am woman. Go watch that as well. It's yeah. very helpful, and it teaches you how, and it and it gives you a, a kind of like a blueprint on, on what to do when in terms of uh you know reaching out to your brothers just in case you don't know how to or where to start. So yeah, most definitely check it out. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you. And and one other thing, if you know of anybody who uh is always or if just just have that suicide hotline uh suicide awareness hotline available. Um, I have it saved on my phone. I don't know it off the top of my head. But please have it saved somewhere because you never know if you need it or someone else needs it, man. Yeah. Um, it's huge. 
It's huge. God, if, if God didn't call you yet, that means he has something for you. Yep. He has something for you, man. So, um, on that note, thank y'all. If, if you know, thank y'all for being here for the first half or whatever. I, if we're going to chalk, I say we chalk it up right here, bro. I don't, think we, need, I don't think we need a second half, right. bro. This is perfect. Um, appreciate y'all who, who was here live with us. Um, yes. Appreciate everybody who was... Uh, who's going to watch this on YouTube. Appreciate y'all who's listening on, on, on Spotify. Share it, please. Even share if you don't share the rest of these episodes, share this episode right here because you never on know. On all of your platforms. Yes, everything. We're on. Every, we're almost on every single platform, but definitely YouTube, Spotify. We're going to put this on Facebook. We're going to put this on, 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 on IG. Um, Twitter. Twitter. It, just just share it, man. Just, just share it. We're just a couple guys, a couple brothers who's yeah. sitting on the couch Smoking a hookah, you see cutting the breeze. You, we just, we you know just, what I'm saying? We just, we're we're we regular guys. We're we're yeah. here. Shoot, we only got like a hundred something followers right now. We regular guys. On, on you know on, on Instagram, on Instagram, yeah. on, on Facebook or something yeah. different, man. On but Twitter, we blowing up on Twitter too. We you know we mean? blowing up on Twitter too, man. So just 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 go ahead and, and share this, like it, comment, do whatever you got to do. But please get this message out because this this message cannot be shared anymore. Like it, there's there's always. There's kids nowadays at the age of five yeah. who are who are going through things who just don't know how to properly express themselves, but yeah. they're here. They're 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 seeing this type of thing as a way out, and they don't even know what life has in store for them yet. So please go ahead and pass this along, man. We love y'all. We thank y'all so much for listening. Tune in next time for our next episode. I promise you, it's gonna be more uplifting or more mentally uh, provoking. Yeah. So, uh, in the words of Sir Garrett. Put your seatbelts on, cut them headlights on, put your put your car in doggone eco mode, slow down because it's raining out here. Use your blinkers and get up off your exit. And stay out to of the snow. To go for it, use your reverse. Use your reverse. Reverse out. Reverse out. If it looks bad, reverse out. Go over the little ridge lines and get off on your exit, man. And stay out the HOV lane if you ain't supposed to be in it. <laughs> stay out that HOV, man. 285 Live, we are out. How are we going? Peace. Peace.